Hello, Chicago. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. President Barack Obama is seven days away from his final day in office. And this week, he summed up the past eight years of his administration in a farewell speech in Chicago. By almost every measure, America is a better, stronger place than it was when we started. And no surprise, the economy was a central topic. It can be hard to remember what it felt like back in January 2009 when the president took the oath of office. Billions of dollars were needed to bail out Wall Street and the auto industry. The Dow Jones was around 8,000, and the unemployment rate was steadily rising as hundreds of thousands of people were losing their jobs. Eight years later... And the good news is that today the economy is growing again. Wages, incomes, home values, and retirement accounts are all rising again. Poverty is falling again. Yet millions of Americans would disagree with this assessment and feel that the economy still needs to be fixed. As Obama prepares to leave, what is the state of the economy he's handing over to President-elect Donald Trump? Well, joining me is Jillian White, an editor at The Atlantic. Good morning, Jillian. Hi. So, Jillian, how would you describe the, the current state of the economy that Obama is handing over to the new president? Yeah, so if I had to choose one word, I would just say better. (laughs) It is decidedly better than where he found it. You know, I think any president is going to say that the economy is either strong or strengthening. Um, As you mentioned in your intro, I think a lot of people do not feel like it is strong, and a lot of people are still in many ways struggling to make ends meet. So I feel like strong is perhaps too, well, strong a word, but better. It is better than where he found it, and it is stable. But there are some objective measures. If you look at unemployment, if you look at GDP growth, I mean, things are going in a positive direction and they have been for some time. Absolutely. So between 2010, when the U.S. finally stopped bleeding jobs, and now Obama uh, presided over an addition of about 15.8 million jobs, the unemployment rate ticked down from 10 percent to about 4.7 percent. And there's been 75 consecutive months of job growth under his administration. And GDP has grown. You know, it has been kind of tempered around 2 percent. But, you know, those are all things that are going in the right direction. And they are certainly all things that are significantly better than, you know, when we were having this conversation in January of 2009. So how much credit, though, does uh, President Obama get for this? Yeah, so I think that's a good question. I think the thing that economists would say is that, Presidents don't really, you know, make economic policies. They, you know, private sector adds a lot of jobs, things like that. So, you know, how much can a president really take credit for these things changing? And I would say that's all true, but it's also true that administrations set economic priorities. They pick people to carry them out. They set a tone. And to that extent, he deserves some credit for things improving. You know, we had the bailout of the auto industry. We had attempts to increase uh, trust in the banking industry and the stimulus package. Those were all decisions and priorities that Obama and his administration put in place. A different president could have made different choices and we could have ended up in a different place. The president acknowledged in his speech this week the persistent problem of income inequality. Stark inequality is also corrosive to our democratic idea. While the top 1% has amassed a bigger share of wealth and income, too many of our families in inner cities and in rural counties have been left behind. Do you think that this is possibly where his administration failed when it came to responding to the financial crisis and trying to fix the economy? 
Yeah, so I think the look at inequality is really interesting and for many people really disappointing when you look at Obama's administration. You know, he talked about economic inequality so much um, during his campaigns, during the entire two terms that he was in an office. And yet when we look at 2016, inequality has grown um, during his tenure. I think there are lots of areas when it comes to income inequality that were talked about a lot that we know economically to be a problem. Things such as short-termism, where companies are more concerned with rewarding shareholders and making sure they meet quarterly earnings quotas. Um, the inequality between CEOs and workers in paying compensation. The inequality between shareholders who are rewarded before workers. All of those things kind of play into this growing economic gap, and yet there wasn't much done about those things to fix economic inequality. A lot of the things that the administration did were on the side of social safety nets, trying to get more people benefits or trying to get more people um, health care coverage. The president also had this to say about what he thinks will be the big challenge for the next president. The next wave of economic dislocations won't come from overseas. It will come from the relentless pace of automation that makes a lot of good middle-class jobs obsolete. Could he have done more to prepare us for that future? I think that's a great question. I'm not sure that he could have. I think part of the issue is that for years a lot of people have talked about globalism um, and global growth and trade as kind of the main things that ruined Rust Belt jobs and kind of ruined the manufacturing sector when a lot of this was lost to automation. I'm not sure that America was yet in a place to <laughs> accept that. And I think Obama was kind of focused on keeping some of those sectors, like the auto sector, which was kind of diving. I think he was trying to stem the bleed. So, Jillian, is there an objective way to measure Obama's legacy, uh, his effect on the economy? You know, I think at this point it's really hard to. And I think that while we know all presidents um, will be measured kind of more broadly the further out from their terms that we get, Obama was really an outlier. Um, of course, there was the racial component, but there was also the fact that he came in at a point where the economy was just so ravaged. Um, so now when we see these changes on the other side, on the one hand, they look great. You know, we talk about 75 consecutive months of job growth, but that comes with the caveat that it started at such a low point that adding one job would have been progress. Um, on the other hand, you look at where the economy started out and how much Americans were hurting in every facet. And then we end here, which is essentially 4.7% unemployment, um, paltry but existing wage growth, and some people feeling a little better and a little more stable than they were. You know, the statistics make it clear that progress has been made, and that can be objective. But in terms of something that everyone's going to coalesce around and say that he was absolutely a great president for the economy, I don't think we are there yet. Jillian White is a business editor at The Atlantic. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having me. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. NYC.